Welcome to Jesus Joy and Java, a podcast for women of any age and in any stage of life who are seeking to draw closer to God through His Word. My name is Patty Nava, and my mission is to walk beside you on our spiritual journey by studying the scriptures together to strengthen our faith. We are now in season two of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. This is a season to nurture and grow our fruit of the Spirit. I pray you will be encouraged and that this will be a blessed and fruitful season for you, my sweet sister. Now let's get ready to fill our cup with Jesus, Joy, and Java. Welcome to episode 11. Today we're going to learn about the third spiritual fruit in Galatians 5.22, the fruit of peace. What do you think of when you hear the word peace? I think of rest, quiet, stillness, or perhaps even a nap. Yes, I admit it, I love my naps. (laughs) Think about what brings you peace. I can tell you that my quiet times with Jesus bring me great peace. It is always in the early morning with a nice hot cup of java. It's my moment of that is free from distractions, free from all the noise. You can almost hear a pin drop. Was there a time in your life when you didn't have peace? When you found it so hard to be still? because you were always so anxious? Well, I can tell you that I lived like that for several years until I learned to rest and be still and trust in God. In Philippians 4, 6, Paul tells us, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. This is a peace which only comes from our faith in God and allows us to withstand any circumstance and removes our fear when we're going through trials. This peace of God is so immense that we cannot comprehend it and it is greater than any of our troubles. So going back to that verse I just shared, Philippians 4, 6. I find it interesting that just before Paul reassures the Philippians of this wonderful, perfect peace they can experience, he also encourages them to rejoice in the Lord. Not only when everything is great, no, he says, rejoice always. So let's read Philippians 4, 4 through 7 together. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So in other words, Paul is telling the Philippians not to worry about a single thing and to pray for whatever they need, to be grateful and to have joy so that their hearts and minds will have this protection of peace, which is only in the Lord. So the key word here is prayer. When we pray and make our requests known to God, as we have talked about in previous episodes, God hears our prayers. He blesses us with this immense peace, which is so deep within us and allows us to rest in knowing that he is taking care of it. We give our worries over to him and we have that confidence that he is in control. We are reminded of this in Matthew 11:28 through 30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Who was someone in the Bible who trusted completely in God while going through some of the most unimaginable trials? The first person who comes to my mind is Job. Let's turn to the book of Job. And join me as we read all 42 chapters. Ha, just kidding. I wouldn't put you through that. You can do that on your own. But let's go over a brief summary of the book of Job. This summary is from gotquestions.org. It's a website for biblical, God, that's a tough word to say, biblical answers. Excuse me. (laughs) This is a great website. I like to use it when I need a quick explanation about any book in the Bible. I like to use this website, kind of like those black and yellow cliff notes. You know, those books we used to use in college when we were cramming for a midterm? Well, I used to use them. But don't get me wrong, this is only a summary, so it's man's interpretation. The actual book is inspired by God, so definitely read the book of Job. Okay, let's get started here. According to the summary on gotquestions.org, the book of Job opens up with a scene in heaven. This is where Satan comes to accuse Job before God. He insists Job only serves God because God protects him and seeks God's permission to test Job's faith and loyalty. God grants this permission only within certain boundaries. Why do the righteous suffer? This is the question raised after Job loses his family, his wealth, and his health. Job's three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Sophar, come to comfort him 
and to discuss his crushing series of tragedies. They insist his suffering is punishment for the sin in his life. Job, though, remains devoted to God through all of this and contends that his life has not been one of sin. A fourth man, Elihu, tells Job that he needs to humble himself and submit to God's use of trials to purify his life. Finally, Job questions God himself and learns a valuable lesson about the sovereignty of God and his need to totally trust in the Lord. Job is then restored to health, happiness, and prosperity beyond his earlier state. In this summary, we could see that Job had everything any man could ever want. He had a large family, his health, and plenty of wealth, until suddenly he lost it all. Oh, and what about those friends of his? Wow, with friends like that, who needs enemies, right? They accused Job of sinning and told him that he was being punished by God. Then we see that Job asks God to explain what was happening to him. And this is where Job finally had the peace that we've been talking about. That peace that surpasses all understanding. Can you think of a time when you experienced this kind of peace? I can tell you that it took me over 10 years after giving my life to Christ to finally learn to surrender and experience this kind of peace. I have always been very independent and I guess you can say very stubborn. I always thought I could find my own solutions without having to pray or rely on God. I was always very sure of myself. I never thought I needed anyone to pray for me because I thought I had it all together. My motto was, I got this. I even remember telling someone that I didn't understand why the same people always had to go up for prayer after service. Seriously, I said that. My arrogance and my attitude was absolutely embarrassing. I didn't really know what it was like to go through a serious trial until my husband and I went through a series of challenges from 2009 till about 2012. These trials brought us both to our knees and taught us to completely depend on God. All I know is that going through these trials made us both stronger in our faith. With each trial that we had, we had more peace. I would still wig out at first, but eventually I would surrender my worries to God and go up after service and ask for prayer from a pastor or a sister in Christ. Yes, I was the one going up for prayer all the time. <laughs> The first time I can truly say that I felt this kind of peace, which surpasses all understanding, was when I was laid off from work in 2013. I had a great career as a social worker for over 25 years and never expected to be laid off. The layoff came unexpectedly, but I knew 
that God wasn't going to leave me. As it says in Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He had not left me yet. I truly believed that he was in complete control of my situation. And I didn't doubt for a minute that everything was going to be okay. My husband and I had already been through so much that we were always ready to take that shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, just as Paul instructs us to do in Ephesians 6. So not long after the layoff, a dear friend of mine offered to tutor me for free so that I could get my medical interpreter's license. God worked everything out perfectly because while I was studying for my license, I was able to take care of my dad before he passed away in April of 2014. I received my license that same month and God has blessed me with consistent interpreting assignments for over eight years. The peace I felt when I left my career as a social worker was definitely a peace which was from God. Now I wonder, what would have happened if I would have taken matters into my own hands as I used to do? I probably would have ended up getting just any job, and I'm sure that I would not have been able to spend those memorable moments with my dad right before he passed away. So now you ask, how do we experience this peace which surpasses all understanding? Paul clearly gives us the formula in Philippians 4, 6-7. Let's read those verses again. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here we see the first part of the formula, which is, of course, to pray. When we pray, we must acknowledge that we need God to help us, that you cannot handle your situation on your own strength. Don't be stubborn like I was. (laughs) The next part is supplication. This means to humble yourself before God. If possible, get on your knees before Him. Make God aware of what you're feeling, of what you're going through, and how it's affecting you. He already knows every detail of your situation, but He still wants you to express your concern. And then it says to do this with thanksgiving. Thank God for what he is about to do and believe that he is going to take care of it. And finally, it says, present your requests to God. Ask God to help you resolve the issue. Surrender it to him. Do like Elsa did and let it go. So let's recap. In today's episode, we focused on what it means to have peace which surpasses all understanding. This is the kind of peace that Paul talks about in Philippians 4.6. 
We talked about the importance of prayer while going through trials. And we also talked about Job and how he learned to trust God even through the worst moments of his life. I also shared about a time that I experienced this kind of peace, and I shared Paul's formula for experiencing this peace which surpasses all understanding. I hope this episode has been encouraging and that you will apply what you have learned. And don't forget to go back and read the book of Job. I look forward to our next time together when we will be learning about the fourth spiritual fruit, the fruit of patience. I would like to recommend a couple of resources that can help you on this journey of nurturing the fruit of the Spirit. The first one is a book titled Unfailing Love, written by my good friend and brother in Christ, Kevin Pedraza. This book is not only a great conversation starter, but it is also a good way to point individuals to Christ. When you pick up this book, you'll want to keep reading the beautiful poems at the top of every page as they're filled with so much emotion that you and I might be able to relate to. But I would suggest that you use this book as a journal by taking one page at a time, one day at a time. Each page has room for you to journal how each poem speaks to you personally. You can find Kevin's book, Unfailing Love, on Amazon. You'll find the link for this book on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. The next resource is an e-journal I have written as a free gift to you, my listeners. This journal is all about the fruit of the Spirit. In this journal, you will find scriptures and questions to help you apply the fruit to your daily walk with Jesus. To get a free copy of this e-journal, all you have to do is email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. That's patty, P-A-T-Y, Java, J-A-V-A, Nava, N-A-V-A, at yahoo.com. This information will also be available on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash JesusJoyJava. Also on Instagram at JesusJoy underscore Java. And on YouTube at JesusJoyAndJava. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, Joy, and Java.